0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On all things franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen a notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Baestetos.
2: Hey folks, this is Linda Baestetos. I'm your host today on All Things Franchising. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. I have a question for you. So are you thinking about selling your home? Why would I ask that question? Well, do you know that 67% of top real estate agents say that home staging helps a seller get more money for their house or resell? Over 50% say staging increases a home value anywhere between 1% to 10%. Once staged, a home spends an average of 73% less time on the market. So why am I talking about that today? Well, that's because my guest today is Matt Kelton. He is actually the COO of Show Homes Franchise, which is the largest home staging network in the U.S. They have over 60 locations in 20 states. Help me in welcoming Matt Kelton. Matt, welcome to the show.
3: Great to be here, Linda. Excited.
2: I'm I'm so glad you're here. Um, when we were speaking earlier in the green room, I told you that one of the things that I wanted to make sure that my listeners knew is that franchising has is not just about burgers and fries. And so your company, Holmes, uh, Show Homes, is a perfect example of that. So can you tell me just a little bit about how this how your company got started and why you see that. Show homes is a great place for someone to start. That that maybe they just like to decorate their house, and their friends want them to do it for them. So, tell me just a little bit about the company.
3: Sure, uh, Show Homes started in 1986. So we're we really we were one of the pioneers in staging, and it, and it started in a in a crisis. <laughs> Similar to what we have today, in a sense, uh, this is during the savings and loan crisis when mm. lots of homes were being foreclosed, when interest rates were 17%, 18%. And our founder had an idea. He went to some of the local banks in, um, in Oklahoma and where he lived and said, what if I could match a relocated executive and let them live in these vacant homes while they're for sale? And mm. they're like, wow, that's a great idea. Could you take 180 of them? Because that's how many mansions <laughs> we have sitting empty <laughs> and so, and, and so that's how they started. And what they found is that when they brought in furniture, artwork, accessories, the home started to sell quicker than while they were uh, sitting vacant. And so that's how the model started. Um, we've evolved over the years um, where we've added everything from uh vacant staging. And, and that's really what most people are familiar with is traditional vacant staging that you might see on HGTV. We, um, We'll put in furniture, artwork, accessories with homeowners, as well as with uh, some of the national home builders like Toll Brothers, and that's around half our business today. And we mm-hmm. also do what we call minor updates, and that's where we'll do minor prep to sell: paint replacement, carpet, hardwood floors, kitchen cabinets, granite or quartz countertops, and and really when we also do basic interior design work. So really, what the intriguing thing about Jump? You've got Four different revenue streams, and those revenue streams also make this uh, not a seasonal business and pretty, you know, recession resistant. In a lot of times, so mm-hmm. uh, during the big recession in 08, you know, 2011, we had record business, and when the market was really hot over the last few years, we've had record business, and even this first quarter, we were you know, up 30 percent over a record year. So, so it's uh that- it's a very different business.
2: So for the no, listeners out there, I just want to let you know that um, today is, I don't usually talk about the date, but, but today is April the 9th, 2020. We're in the middle of the, um, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. So how do you see that the, this particular situation is impacting the business for show homes?
0: Well, we didn't
3: see much in March, which was positive. We were up 15%. But I think, you know, each area is, is a little different because there are different laws and are you essential or non essential? We
0: mm-hmm. have all
3: but two locations that are fully operational right now. And they see us as essential because real estate people have to move in a home and move out. And sales can't happen unless we can go in and, and take our furniture out. Um, and so we're still in operation now. Uh, one of the big changes that we're seeing, though, is for safety for, you know, all, you know, both for the realtors as well as our staff. We're doing, besides all the cleaning and all the making sure that we're following CDC guidelines, we're doing virtual consultations where we can do it with, you know, whether Human or realtor, we can uh, do it by, by FaceTime or Zoom. Uh, we're doing these three d photography renderings using a thing called Matterport, so that's another piece. But we're able to do we've got a uh, online quoting tool. so people can go to our website and get an in you know, put in a little bit of information about their home and within seconds we can tell them how much it would cost to base the property.
0: and mm-hmm. you know, we
3: can go from there to an electronic um, contract to docuSign so we can do all of all the, uh, the actual processing of the, of the work online. Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of technology that we've used. And uh, I think the reality is people are going to be buying and selling homes regardless of the, uh, the economic situation. And, and a lot of our work we can do in vacant properties. That's the bulk of our work. And So
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, there's going to be a bump probably for the next 60 days or, or so. But uh, I think, if anything, we're in a better shape than a lot of industries.
2: Right, right, exactly. And so when we're talking about um when we're talking about going in and in vacant property and staging that, can you tell me a little bit, Matt, about how that works, and where does the supply of the inventory the the furniture, the artwork, where does all that come from how do they how does a franchisee acquire that?
3: So we have a real comprehensive training program. We're gonna show them how to buy inventory and and specifically really how to buy wholesale um, with the markup. Most people aren't aware of the markup and furniture is is beyond obscene. You know, Mm -hmm. a white basic sofa, you might see a restoration hardware, pottery barn that's $2,000 at wholesale, might be 400 bucks, $500 Mm -hmm. in that range. And so we have a preferred vendor list, um, but we'll show you how to get at that wholesale level. And so that's one aspect. But over time, you're going to build an inventory um, and you're going to, um, at full maturity, you're going to have anywhere from 200 to half a million dollars in inventory. And so we're not renting furniture we're, um, at the, for the most part. And one of the things that's different is we, most of the time, uh, our goal is we want the newest on-trend furniture. And that's one of the things right. people love with what we do is they're Mm -hmm. going to get really great, you know, on-trend inventory and styling. And so we're going to, you know, over time you'll need some commercial warehouse, 22,000 to 5,000 square feet. And then, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to do a design of the home, and then we'll have a team who'll go in there and stage us. Normally you'll have a lead stager and an assistant. Um, You'll have movers who get involved. As far as the moving aspect, uh, you're typically going to find um, in-town movers that you'll contract on a per-job basis, and so they'll do the actual manual of, you know, moving of the big stuff, but um, then there's the styling of the property, and so we can normally stage, you know, two to three houses a day, depending on, um, you know, the size of the property, And then
0: Mm
3: -hmm. after staging is done, then we'll do a a de-stage and we'll bring it back to our inventory. And then we'll get it ready to to stage another property. So you're constantly staging and de-staging on Mm -hmm. on homes. So you can use that inventory a lot of times three, four years, and you're depreciating it. And we've got finance partners who can help you with that kind of stuff. But we also have a number of national preferred vendors to get, you know, best best level pricing. Mm Mm-hmm. If you like shopping, it's a fun business because there's a lot of
2: shopping involved. Yeah, I I would think so. And it would also be um, you would have to stay on top of, like you're saying, the trends, the most current color palettes and um, the accessories and all. I'm sure that uh, is that something that you help your franchisees stay on top of? yeah we have preferred
3: vendors people like Sherwin williams who on the paint and flooring side, but also um you know one of the things that we'll do is we we publish information on that but uh the big furniture and the big shows they're 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 short you know the big one is high Point north carolina, and that's right you know i want to say like fifteen twenty million or twenty million square feet of in uh of uh, in various buildings all over High Point, North Carolina with every major manufacturer. And uh, mm-hmm. I just got back from a trip with a whole group of us to, to Las Vegas. And so that's really where you're going to see the latest and greatest just, you know, it's similar. If you're in the fashion, you see the runways in New York and Paris and Milan. Those are the styles and trends that you're going to see in a year from now or six months from now. And so mm-hmm. our franchisees, you look at that um, on that aspect um, but there's also the colors of the year, and uh, there's there are trends that we do that that we track, and one of the things that we offer as part of our, our little package when you buy a show homes franchise is they we pay for them to get a home staging certification from somebody mm. called the Design and Staging Academy, and there's a lot of science as far as and um, staging a property, but we also get into the styles and and how to stage in general. So they'll get their certified professional real estate stager designation, their DPRE. But uh, as far as keeping up with the trends, that's, that's critical for the business. And, you know, the people that you hire also, you're going to want to bring in people who have that affinity and, you know, love and that talent, frankly.
2: Right. Right. And so um, let's talk a little bit then about the perfect franchisee, um, you say that you you include the certification in the package, and that's great. Would you say that that this would be a franchise for someone who is already staging? Uh, what kind of prior experience would they need to have to become a, a show homes stager?
3: Yeah, most of the time, you know, they have literally no. Experience and none is required in real estate or staging or design. And we actually have very few people have converted from either as realtors or as stagers in the past. And so, really, what we're looking for, you know, there's there's really there's two core skill sets that you need at show homes. It's very heavy on the sales, marketing, relationship side. And so, you're going to need uh, someone who's, you know, who can go out and is not afraid to. Call a call to, to realtors to do you know, drop in presentations, to do public speaking, uh, who's you know, fairly extroverted. And so you'll, you'll need that aspect, that relationship builder. The reality is that eight or 10 realtors can give you 80, 90% of your business.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really
3: the realtor relationships are 95% of our lead generation. And, so,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and that's one of the great things about it. You don't have to do as much marketing and advertising as a traditional retail business. Now the other aspect is you need someone who's strong in the, the detail work, the operations, logistics, finance side, and so we've had people who are successful with both. But you know we, we do an executive survey that's a combination of personality profile, skills assessment, motivators, and so if we get someone who's I'm going to I'll stereotype just because we're uh, um, not to make fun of them because I've got lots of friends, but your typical your engineer type your cpa Mm -hmm. and introverted person may struggle on the sales side now if that's the case we we would want them to get a salesperson right away uh Mm -hmm. on the other extreme if you've got someone who's a really extroverted strong salesperson who is not a detail person that's normally what you see if you get a real big personality who's strong in the sales we'd want them to get an admin right away and so we look a lot at team as far as what they need um we do want two full-time equivalents at all times and beginning from the, um, when they buy the franchise. They need to have at least 80 hours a week of manpower, and that can be um, full-time equivalents. It can be some part-time people, but, you know, there's, there's really – there's two paths you can do for this kind of business. I mean, you know, I've been here 13 years. Um, there's the hobbyists, and there's a lot of hobbyists out there who just want to make houses pretty and do this by themselves and not buy inventory. And, you know, the bulk of them, that's fine if you want to do that. They're just not going to generate the revenue that we do. Uh, We're looking for someone who's going to build a team, who can have inventory and be the dominant player and not really, you know, own that specific market. And so that's mm-hmm. as far as who we are looking for in the, in the team. And the, at and full maturity, they may have, you know, four or five, you know, full-time people. In if you include all the part-time stagers, designers, and movers, it could be, eight or ten, but it's a business that you're going to need to build a team to get it to a large scale.
2: So they really don't need to have a full-time mover. It's just they need to have those relationships, right?
3: Right, and you can get those. And um, Now, over time, they may hire some full-time movers. They may get mm-hmm. a – you because know, the reality is you can buy a used Penske truck and put a wrap around it and have some guys you're paying 15 16 an hour. That's going to be a lot less than hiring full-time movers at a hundred bucks an hour. So,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, but for the most part, you can outsource that until you get to a certain level. And, um, and again, then you can, you know, there are a couple of different ways to do it, but you know, for the most part, they're going to, they're going you can do that, but you can also contract, um, your stagers and designers. And because they're really, they're not working unless you have work and you're not going to, you know, the, the reality is you're not going to work every single day.
2: Uh, it's right. it's nice,
3: but, um, uh, that's just you know, there could be some gaps,
2: right, right, so what you're describing to me um, is this an owner operator, or would this be um uh, possibly a semi passive opportunity?
3: No, this is definitely owner operator, and okay. there's you know we we require. And if it, if the owner you know is is wanting an investment, you know we'll allow a general manager, and that's okay. Right. And we have a couple who do that. But the main thing is you've got to have someone who's full time focused. Because the
0: reality we've
3: right. got four different business. You have a lot of moving pieces, and there's just there's too much work. And
0: mm-hmm.
3: so, you know there are a lot of great passive and you know franchise investments. This is not one of them. <laughs> it's
2: mm-hmm. just there's
3: too much going on for that to to work for us.
2: And for them to build these relationships, there's a lot of networking, I'm sure, that needs to go on to build those relationships with realtors. Is that something that you guys help your franchisees with initially?
3: Yeah, we have we have sales training, we have scripts, we have presentations. I've got you know they're going to go through a whole year um, ramp up program with our directors of operations, who each have over you know twenty five years of franchise ramp up experience and so we'll we'll do role playing with them we'll work with them we'll um, you know we'll record calls and review things with them but uh, at the end of the day, this is a local business that they're gonna have to build local relationships with
0: and mm-hmm.
3: so you know it's it can take a little time to build up you know there's some businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I were in the green room. We're talking about you know fast food, which I don't frankly don't have experience. But you Mm -hmm. go, you open up a hamburger restaurant and and offer 99 cent hamburgers. You'll probably get a lot of people showing up. With Mm -hmm. our business, you want to stage and take possession of their four million dollar mansion. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take you time to build trust and relationship. And uh, we walk you through how to do that. But the ramp up is going to take time. And it's that first year or two, just like any small business. But for us, um, the ramp up—we we, we talk about the the hockey stick metaphor—that you know it takes a while, and then you'll see a rapid increase in revenue because you know you'll have one. There's not a charge to the realtor, and the, the realtors are motivated like anyone with sales. By they want to get paid, and they want to get paid quickly, and so mm-hmm. once you know. <laughs> they start having luck and they start telling their friends the word of the mouth spreads on this business. And they, right. they're realtors who they won't take a house unless it's a show home. Because we, we're we a one-stop shop. We deal with all the headaches and the home homes sell faster because there's not a lot of really high-level quality stagers on a national level at all. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Mm-hmm. so when you're talking about high-quality, um, high-end homes, do do your stagers also look at – uh just a, the moderate size home um or do you just focus on high end homes?
0: Well, our
3: focus really is on that top twenty percent of home values, especially with our home manager model, which is you know and I touched about that on at at the beginning that's our most profitable business where people are living in vacant homes and you get a hundred percent of that revenue as a franchise owner um and so for that one, you're wanting, you know, you're you're not wanting a home that's going to sell really quickly. It's a reality. You're going to have to have homes that take a while to sell. We do some lower priced homes, um, but we're we're normally going to target the higher end because that's mm-hmm. just, you know, the homes. There's not as big a need this stage, you know, a starter home. Um, sure. But and uh, those are going to sell just on price. And for yeah. us, we're really looking at that. Kind of our niche is upscale um suburbs, you know golf course communities of major metro mm-hmm. areas, mhm, and so that's mm-hmm. kind of our our sweet spot
2: that we focus on makes sense so so for somebody listening out there and there um you know one of the first questions matt is, you know is what's the investment? Is that something we can talk about today?
0: Sure, absolutely. So
3: our investment, if you include it all in, is around $70,000. And that's your franchise fee. That's your certification. That's some initial inventory coming to Nashville. So that's really a kit on everything that you would need to get started with the business. And, uh, again, once we go through the the startup process and we provide a franchise disclosure document, we'll provide a complete breakdown of expenses um, for them.
2: And so when you're when you're talking about uh, you mentioned earlier that you would need to have a warehouse for inventory, uh, is this right. a brick and mortar or or is it something that you could have the office out of your home and then have the warehouse? Yeah,
3: you're going to work remotely, um, mm-hmm. and again, that's one of the great things about this business, and you know you have extreme flexibility, so there's not brick and mortar. And, you know, that's one of the things that's attracted lots of people to this business over time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've actually been working remotely for 15 years. So I see so many people having to do that right now. That's such a, a big change for them. And, you know, for right. me and as well as all of my franchisees, is really business as usual. Nothing's mm-hmm. really changed. But that's, that's one of the really great parts about this. And the the, the reality is for, for what we do, we're so dependent on the on the realtor. Most of our work is Monday through Friday. Um you know, 9 to 5, 8 to 5, in that time frame. there are clearly where we do some work at night, some weekends, but for the most part, um, we've got really normal lifestyles and as, mm-hmm. as far as work hours. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a nice benefit. And, you know, our, our franchisees can go on vacation. They can leave the business with their team. But it's not like brick and mortar where, you, you know, you're open seven days a week, 90 hours. And you have to be paranoid <laughs> because I, had, I was a franchise owner right out of college with a different franchise.
0: This mm-hmm. something called
3: color time, and that was always a big concern. It's just, you know, people showing up to open the doors and et cetera. And so it's, um at the end of the day, though, it is a work-from-home business. You may have an office and a warehouse at some point, but for the most part, uh, you know, our business is, is, we have a lot of technology in it. And if you have a laptop and a smartphone, you can operate this business from just about anywhere. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's wonderful because um the average person doesn't really understand when they come out of corporate that if they try to start their own business that it ends up being more like the tail wagging the dog so to speak because right. it can take over your life. So it sounds like you guys have um really um brought in the technology to to time and to well. Put a, put a system in place, which is beautiful.
3: Yeah, and we, we're constantly trying to bring in new tools. You know, we, we have a, a call center that can take their calls, you know, seven days a week, 365. Uh, we've got online tools to take, you know, that interacts with people to do automated uh, inquiries. Um, so, you know, they can do an inquiry and, and, and actually do a quote online seven days a week. And mm-hmm. sometimes we're getting quotes at three in the morning and that's without right. us uh, having to do anything. we and we've actually, we've had markets reduce their staff time three quarters uh, from having to go in the field to do proposal because they can do mm. it all remotely online automatically. Mm. And so
0: mm.
3: we're, we're, con- there's a lot of, and, and that's, you know, one of the things we, we're real, you know, upfront with people, there's a lot of technology with what we do. And so you are going to need to have some you know, comfort and expertise or it's somewhat in technology because there's a lot of software involved. And if you don't, that's fine. You would just need to bring on someone who does have some of that. But the software we, that we're, we've added has really streamlined a lot of the work and reduced the number of, of team members that you would need to, to operate yeah. one of these kind
2: of businesses. Yeah. Yeah, sounds great. I'll tell you what, Matt, we need to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, could you maybe give us a story of one of your franchisees that, um, you know, may have in the beginning not had the experience of being a stager or uh, just sharing a story with us of one of your um, one of your franchisees when we come back? Sure,
3: that'd be great.
2: Great. Well, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be hearing more from Matt Kelton from Showhomes. Do you know a family fighting cancer?
1: The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Just Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. Have you ever been moved by a speaker who touches your heart? What are the unique talents that set them apart from other speakers? Do they have some magic formula for connecting? Do you want to become that kind of speaker? Dr. Vicki High and Linda Ballastatos have a winning combination to present speakers that want people coming back for more. Together, they command a room, engage with audiences, and value laughter as a means to educate, inform, and entertain. If you'd like to learn from these two experts, Join us to become a speaker who leaves the stage with Love That Speaker on everyone's lips. Email us at lovethatspeaker at gmail.com for more details. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
2: House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com.
1: Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. All Things Franchising is the radio show that you've been waiting for. Whether you're looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle by growing your business, allowing you to experience some of the fun things in life, or if you are looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Linda Baestetos is your host on All Things Franchising, where she interviews franchise experts from around the world. We feature top franchisers, franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, as well as others who support this fast-growing business model. Go to our Facebook and Twitter pages to listen to past shows and join the conversations on all things franchising.
2: Welcome back to All Things Franchising. My name is Linda bayou I'm your host today. And today we're talking about home staging uh, with Matt Kelton from Show Homes, which is a staging franchise. So when we broke, Matt, I asked you if maybe you could share with us a story, um, maybe a testimonial or something from one of your existing franchisees.
3: Sure. Hard to narrow those down, but the one that I, that comes to mind, Marissa Salas um, in Coral Gables, Florida, which is a upscale part of the Miami metro area. I met um, Marissa and her husband uh, Al a- 11 years ago at a trade show in Miami, and um, Marissa was was late 30s. She had two young kids uh, who are like you know three years old and six years old, and what she was working in retail, working in upscale jewelry stores and was really stressed that she doesn't get to see her kids, um, and she wasn't, you know, didn't see a, a real career path in the jewelry industry, and so she you know, bought a franchise, and uh, what she loved about it is that she could drop her kids off at uh, you know, 8.30 in the morning and then work between 8.30 when she picked them up at like 4, and then that was it. Uh, she didn't work nights. She didn't work after late afternoons or weekends. Uh, she could do some of the work remotely from home, but uh, she did that for years and was successful, but uh, that they, they got cars and became teenagers and uh, she didn't see them as much. And now her business <laughs> is more than doubled. And wow. so she was our franchisee of the year last year. But wow. uh, what she found is that, you know, working just traditional retail, she was not able to really feed that creative side. We have so many people who, you know, are right brain, and they're just not doing something that gives them that satisfaction. And Marissa just, she loves, she's become one of the best designers that we've seen, probably one of the best in the country. So she had this talent, and it was just, um, you know, she's one of those people that, and I get this a lot, I'm the person in the family that whenever, you know, they're going to go buy furniture or decorate. They call me for my advice. And so Mm -hmm. you you get that a lot. And, but they're not able to tap that talent and utilize that. And so it's really become, you know, again, with Marissa, she's just become a rock star for us. And she didn't have the experience, but if you looked at her, she was pretty mild mannered. And she frankly was not a big expert. Now she's, (laughs) has confidence is probably our most aggressive salesperson because she does the sales for her franchise as well. And she, you know, her franchise is probably one of the biggest in the whole Miami metro area. And so she, and to me, is one of a real success story for
2: us. Well, what a great story, Matt, because what that tells me is this person that had all this creative uh, juices flowing, you were able to provide them um, a format that allowed them to do that. But the great thing about franchising is that you, you also are buying into a system. And for those who say, oh, I can do that on my own. It's not necessarily that easy. If you're a creative mind, you don't always think about the systems that have to be in place. So it's great that you have those systems for those people who are creative minds and wouldn't think about that necessarily.
3: Well, absolutely. And, you know, and we'll tell people, I mean, we've spent 30 years making mistakes and, 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 and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And so we have a good idea of, of the tools and that, that you need. Do this, right. and you know the reality is, you know, even if you tried to do this business, it would take you years and years and lots of money just to create all the infrastructure and systems and process and just the legal contracts and everything else that we've done.
0: And right. so, right.
3: you know, one of the one of the things we do early on is we'll do a personality profile and motivators and a whole survey that we spend you know like three hundred dollars on typically. And a lot of times, you know, you're t- we we talk to people because you know they're they're ready for a change. There's a rock in their shoes, so to speak. And a lot of times they're not in, you know, what they're doing is not a a fit for what drives them, what wakes them Mm -hmm. up. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of times you'll find that creative type person and they're, you know, they're in a cube doing financial analysis and that's Mm. just not what's going to make them happy. And so, Mm -hmm. We're such a different business. There aren't many businesses out there that you can feed that creative side. And there's a satisfaction when you take a home that's been on the market and you can do a total transformation. And we have like a no-peak role with the homeowner, kind of like you see on HGTV. And when they see it after three days, a lot of times they get emotional when they see Mm -hmm. the transformation that we make. Mm -hmm. And,
0: you know, it's
3: it's the biggest investment someone's going to make. And and most you know, typically, and the fact that we can help them sell the f- pound faster, move on to a no- new life, it gives people a lot of satisfaction. So our, our mm-hmm. franchisees love what they do. Like unlike any franchise I've ever worked in.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, Matt, if somebody's listening right now and they're thinking, you know, I I think I could do that, and maybe I'd like to have a little more information. If someone wanted more information about Show Homes or uh, reach out and get some information, contact you, how would they do that?
1: Well, then go to
3: showhomes.com, S-H-O-W-H-O-M-E-S, showhomes.com, and that'll lead you to our franchise section. There's also showhomesfranchise.com and just give us your name and an email, a and phone number, and we'll send you, you know, an on, a couple, you know, emails with online videos and brochures and things like that. And then we'll have a call and we'll see if, you know, is it a good, good fit, but yeah, sure. be probably the best way Wonderful.
2: to connect. Wonderful. Well, we're down to the final three questions here. And the first question is if there is someone listening who's consider- considering purchasing a franchise what would you suggest that they do to prepare for this process?
0: You know, I'm, you
3: know, a big fan of the consultants. I think they do a good job of helping people find the different options. It can be pretty complex. There are thousands of franchises out there. So finding someone who can help them navigate the waters and do the testing and find the right fit would be one piece and, and also is franchising a good fit. So mm-hmm. I would look at that. Um, I would also, you know, one of the things I would want to make sure, are you really ready for this? Do you have the, uh, do you have the runway to, to start this? Cause the majority of franchises, it's going to be a year and a half, two years so you can really replace an income. So mm-hmm. can you see yourself paying for, you know, your bills while you're ramping up? Uh, because it's going to take longer than you probably realize not to scare you off. But I think that's just the reality and they're financing programs, but that's one of the pieces. And then, you know, the final one, and one we don't talk about enough, I think in franchising is your spouse or partner on board. (laughs) Because if they are not, um, the deal won't go through. And if it does go through, then you're going to get lots of, uh, I told you so's and, if, if things yeah. don't go 100, percent so I think uh, you want your 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 spouse partner involved from the beginning, and both of you on the same page, both of you in agreement, and it's it's a big decision. And mm-hmm. so those would be probably the my my there are a lot more, but if I had to give you three off the fly, mm-hmm. those would be the ones I would probably share with you.
2: Yeah, I think it's important for people to know up front that you don't put your two-week notice in today and in, you know, four weeks you get a paycheck from the new franchise. That's not the way that works. And it's important for them to know that they definitely have to have the personal living expenses uh, set aside for the sufficient amount of time, or they have a spouse that's bringing in an additional income into the household. So the next question is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee?
0: Um, I'd
3: say someone's got a you know for for what we do, I would say someone who is a people person and you know can connect with others, a connector is, is, is definitely one of those uh, type of things because it is so relationship-based as one. You need to have a passion for what we do. I mean, you need to really love this. Uh, there's a lot of work to do in this business. It's a lot of fun, but, you know, if you don't, if you're just doing this because it looks like you can make a lot of money in it, then I don't know if you're going to enjoy it as much. I mean, you mm-hmm. really need to be passionate about it and get excited about, you know, the newest trends and and fixing, you know, doing a staging on, you know, a $2 million home overlooking Pacific Ocean, <laughs> things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I would say those would be probably my two biggest
2: ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are really important. The passion one is really important. You've been in franchising for some time, and you mentioned that you had even owned a franchise back many years ago. Where do you see the future of franchising in the, in the future? Where do you think, what do you think it looks like?
3: yeah I mean again, my grandparents and my dad they were all in franchisors, so I literally grew up in the business, and so it's about all i I know about but i I was, really I think it's about to take off again, uh, you know especially if you know it looks like we're gonna have a recession coming up typically in a in a more volatile slower market you see franchising stronger and so it's a proven format you've got you're not by yourself, you're not an island you're uh, out there you're sharing best practices national brand and you have a you know you're, you're building equity in something that you can sell at, at a future point so you have an exit mm-hmm. strategy because we're always getting leads and so if you and you know times like this that can be a struggle you're not alone you're you're a poverty system and there's a lot of power in franchising so I see uh, franchising continue to get stronger and stronger and you know, there's a lot more to franchising, like you and I were talking, than just, you know, restaurants and, you know, senior here. I mean, there's a lot of things out there people may not be familiar with. And, mm-hmm. you know, show homes is one of those really unique ones that is out uh, you know, that is out there that has over 30, you know, we've been here for 30-plus years, and there's a reason
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, because the unit economics have since we've got the systems and the processes that are proven, and someone can come in here and, you know, there's that saying, some may say it's corny, but I do think there's a lot to it that you're in business for yourself, but you're not by yourself. It's not like we're micromanaging you, but we're there when you need help, and I Absolutely. think that's going to continue to be strong for a long
0: time.
2: And I also think that show homes is a is a low investment. So uh, for those of you listening out there, um, you a uh, brick and mortar would certainly. Uh, require a higher investment and because this is such a low investment I think you're uh, you can get into the black a lot quicker especially if you work hard at it and uh, and using all of the systems that you guys have in place Matt.
3: Yeah and I think that's that's definitely um, something that we see as well and you know once we start talking about it, we do have an item nineteen around six pages that's financial performance, so we can share our top performers, our average, and you can talk to our franchisees about uh, you know you know, profit, you know profit the questions that you're, that you're as, a, right. as a franchise prospect you're gonna have and so mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a unique model. you know you can earn a really nice living doing it, and you're you're making money something that you love. And so that's yeah. one of the things that that's really different about what we do.
2: Yeah, love it. Again, Matt, how can someone get in touch with you if they're interested in talking to you or finding out more about show homes?
3: Well, they can go to showhomes.com. My email is mkelton m k e l t o n at showhomes.com, so they can email me directly, um, or they can just go to our show homes website and we will connect with them right away.
2: Perfect. Matt, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you sharing more about Show Homes.
3: All right. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Linda. We'll talk to you soon. Thank
2: you. Absolutely. Folks, this has been a great opportunity to um, hear a little bit more about a um, a franchise model that is, as I mentioned earlier, that is not your uh, burger and fries. So if you are that creative person, And you are looking for something that you'll be able to tap into those creative juices and maybe break away from that corporate job that Matt was talking about earlier that may not be a good fit. So if if you're a creative person and you're working with Excel spreadsheets, I know you go home probably with a headache every day. So just think about that if you're interested. uh, I'll be happy to introduce you to Matt and uh, we can have further conversation to see if that would work for you. As always, here's the quote for today. Home staging is no longer optional in the real estate market. It is a must. Now, this is a quote by um, Barbara Corkin. She is one of the shark tanks. You'll recognize her when uh, because she made a lot of money in real estate. So, folks, I want to thank you for be joining me today and um, look forward to